0: Live from NPR News, I'm Jack Spear. President Biden has arrived in the United Kingdom on his first overseas trip as president, Biden taking part in an eight-day swing that will also include his appearance at a G7 meeting. Biden is looking to reassert the U.S. onto the world stage and will also be presenting the message the U.S. can compete economically with China and other countries. President arriving at RAF Hall, where he outlined his agenda to U.S. forces stationed there. This is my first overseas trip. As President of the United States, I'm heading to the G7, then to the NATO ministerial, and then to meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. Biden also slated to meet one on one with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and visit Queen Elizabeth at Windsor Castle. He will meet in Geneva with Russian leader Vladimir Putin at the end of the trip. Florida Democratic Congresswoman Val Demings is officially launching a bid for the U.S. Senate. As NPR's Barbara Spahn explains, she'll be challenging former presidential hopeful Republican Marco Rubio for his seat next year.
1: Demings is a former Orlando police chief who has served in the House since 2017. She gained national attention during former President Donald Trump's first impeachment trial, where she served as an impeachment manager and went on to be included on now President Biden's shortlist for a running mate in last year's election. Rubio responded to the announcement, calling Demings a, quote, do-nothing House member without a single significant legislation. Legislative achievement in her time in Congress. The race will likely draw heavy national attention, given Rubio's recognition and the razor-thin margin Democrats now hold in the Senate. Barbara Sprint, NPR News. The
0: European Union Parliament has given the green light to an EU-wide digital COVID vaccination certificate. NPR's Rob Smits has more from Berlin.
2: The EU digital vaccination certificate will essentially be a QR code that will store vaccination records, negative tests, and records of previous infections. It aims to make travel within the EU easier for EU citizens. The official start date is July 1st, but nine member states, including Denmark, Greece, and Spain, are already issuing certificates. The EU says it is working to make sure the certificates will be made compatible with systems from other countries – and the bloc expects to open the system to non-citizens, including Americans, later this summer. Rob Schmitz, NPR News, Berlin.
0: The U.S. says it will buy roughly 500 million doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine to be shared with 92 lower-income countries in the African Union over this year and next. According to a person familiar with the plan, President Biden will make the announcement tomorrow ahead of the start of the Group of Seven summit. The administration is expected to announce it will purchase and share 200 million doses this year, with the remainder to be donated in the first half of next year. A down day on Wall Street, the Dow fell 152 points to 34,447. The Nasdaq was down 13 points. This is NPR. A prominent human rights group is blaming police for at least 20 deaths in an anti-government demonstration in Colombia. The violence has led to an international outcry and calls for the Colombian government to protect the rights of protesters. John Otis has more.
3: Human Rights Watch, in a new report, says Colombian police used excessive, often brutal force to break up nationwide protests. It says 16 demonstrators were killed by live ammunition fired by police and four others died after they were beaten or struck with so-called non-lethal weapons. The report says the abuses were not isolated incidents, but rather the result of systemic failures and recommended major reforms to the police force. The protests broke out in April in response to growing poverty stemming from the coronavirus pandemic. But the police brutality has led to even more demonstrations that are now in their sixth week. For NPR News, I'm John Otis in Bogota, Colombia.
0: And our retired former top DEA official today took aim at three large opioid distributors, saying there was a systematic failure in terms of monitoring suspicious orders for the pills. Joan Azisi, who led the Office of Diversion Control for the DEA up until 2015, testifying in a landmark civil case in Charleston, West Virginia, involving Amerisource, Bergen, Cardinal Health, and McKesson Corporation, which accused the companies of helping to fuel the opioid epidemic. The companies blamed poor communication. An increase in written prescriptions. Crude oil futures prices fell today, down nine cents a barrel, ending the session at 69.96 a barrel. I'm Jack Spear, NPR.